All content discussed on CMC's Happier Healthier podcast are the individual opinions of our hosts and guests and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast to treat any medical condition for either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues you may be having. This disclaimer applies to any guest or contributor to the podcast. very special guest today on the podcast, someone that I greatly admire and one of the first people that really made me feel welcome here at CMC. Uh, This person started her career, her journey, excuse me, here at CMC 12 years ago as CMC Nurse Recruiter. And now she leads our customer experience team as a director of customer experience. I am just so pleased to welcome Bridget Johnson to the podcast. Oh, well, thank you for having me today and inviting me to be a part of it. I'm so happy that you're here, and, and all of that is true. Um, you know, when you start a new job and you, you're you nervous, and especially here at the hospital, we have, you know, 1,500 employees about here on campus and a lot of new faces, and it's busy and things are happening, so you were just such a, a warm welcome when I met you, mm-hmm. So and you continue to be that for me, so... Well, thank, thank you for you. doing that for thank me. Thank you. <laughs> Don't and make I me cry. That for a lot of people. So, um, yeah. So, so anyway, I love to ask people about their path to healthcare because it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about here um, on the podcast the different roles people have, and it's not always clinical. You know, people in our community may think of hospital, and they may think nurses, doctors, and rad techs, and those all those are true. But we also have so many different people that you know keep this hospital uh, moving forward. So tell me about where your journey started at CMC. Okay, so prior to coming here, I was in marketing public relations and I had... So that's why we get along so that, well. <laughs> that is why, that is why. And I worked at LHWH for about nine years prior to my job right before the hospital. And then I got the opportunity to go to work for my hometown. So I worked at the Conway Chamber of Commerce. I was um, executive director there for, honestly, about another nine years. I worked there and I got to talk and promote and recruit folks to Conway. And it was a very fulfilling job for me. I loved it. Um, I was one of the, the youngest directors of the chamber. I was 31 years old when I took that job and um, but I just loved it. I loved my board. I loved everything about it but um, my mother became very ill and I had children. I had raised my children up in the chamber. They were one and two when I took that job. Yeah, they were little and so um, I I just felt like we needed a transition, a a job that I felt like maybe would be a little more manageable during that season in my life and in their lives and in my mother's life. So um, Mr. Craig Hyman um, gave me the opportunity to come in and work as the nurse recruiter. And I'm not a nurse, my background was not nursing. I knew nothing about nursing, um, but he told me that he wanted a people person. And I said, well, here I am, here I am. I'm your people person, me and people, we, we do well. So, um, but he gave me that opportunity and I absolutely fell in love with recruiting the nurses. And I also fell in love with the directors here because they were my, were who I answered to. And as long as I kept them happy, life was good. And But it was just an amazing, um, fulfilling job for me because of the fact that oftentimes I was the first person that people knew 
you know, coming to CMC and sometimes you're the reason why they come, they move here. And, um, but then I got the opportunity uh, four years ago to interview for this job. And this is my job. This is my job. My, my strength, we all take those personally, you know, my strength is hospitality. And, um, that's, I, I get to be hospitable for this hospital. And this is my community hospital. I was born here. Um, all my family, you know, we, we are, CMC is our hospital. And so it has been a, a real honor to work in this role and serve our community. This role does seem perfect for you. I love it. Was anyone, was, did it exist before? It did, mm -hmm. it did. And, um, and they made a lot of changes. And one of the major changes to this position was that it would also include employee engagement. So rather than customer service, it became customer experience, which encompasses patient experience and employee experience. And um, now since that time, HR, you know, they, they keep saying they want to take it back, but Team Verve came over with, with me. I was on that, um, I, I headed up that committee for HR and that committee is all about employee engagement and so that piece came over with us and and because employees are just as much a part of the patient experience as anything else and so it's all inclusive there and that's just something I love to do employee relations and and customer experience yeah so true they go hand in hand mm -hmm. and um, you guys are also a fun department so not only are you just doing what needs to be done, but you have a lot of fun when you're doing it. So tell me about that customer experience team and, and kind of the, the players on that team and, and what do you all do over there? Okay, well we do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We like to say we're the jack of all trades, mm -hmm. um, but I feel, this is just my own personal opinion, but I believe that our department is the heartbeat of CMC because we do keep our finger on the pulse as far as our patients and what they want and what they need. And we, um, we help them tell their story when we are collaborating with their care teams. And because we do collaborate so closely with those care teams, we also have a good idea of the morale at the time. And um, so it's, it's um, Every day is different. It's not the same. You walk in and we know what we need to do and what our goals should be, but it's never the same. So on our team, um, we, have, we have Sandy and myself. Um, Sandy Espinal is our um, patient advocate. She is our um, customer experience coordinator, but she is a patient advocate through and through. She has done this role here. As a matter of fact, last week was her 16th year here. Oh my yes, she That's celebrated awesome. 16 years. Um, but prior to coming here, she was a patient advocate back home. And um, but she is someone that staff love to go and talk to a patient if there is an issue uh, on the floor. Um, Sandy's the one they naturally come to because Sandy just has that calming way about her. So in addition to Sandy, we have um, Jessica Armenta. She is our um, Spanish interpreter here, but she also oversees all of our language services. Um, and Jessica has been here not quite as long as Sandy, but she is someone who also helps us with our patient advocacy. Um, we have Miss um, Ramona Baskin, and Miss Ramona is we. She is our customer experience associate, 
But this young lady, she spends so much time with our patients. She used to screen at the door. I don't know if you remember Miss Ramona, but Miss Ramona was a screener during COVID at the North Tower entrance. And Miss Ramona would every morning on Monday morning, she'd say, now you have a good marvelous Monday or you have a terrific Tuesday. She was so inspiring as we came through the door. And so one day I, I called Brett Barr and I said, when screening's over, I really would like to have Miss Ramona on my team to share that with our patients because there's so many patients that we have that don't have anybody. And so she will round and she will spend time with those patients who may not have any family or who are just lonely and need a friend, just need somebody to sit there and hold their hand, pray with them, she'll do that. Um, but we also have our kind cart and it's jam packed full of puzzles and um, crossword puzzles, word finds, um, chapstick, Rubik's cubes, anything that you, your eyeglasses, maybe things you might've forgotten at home, little things to do, keep people occupied she rounds with that cart and if there's anybody out there that just needs a needs a game needs something fun to do she'll she'll help them out with that so um and we have also just recently hired mr alan springer and he is our chaplain and alan has been a wonderful addition to our team he is somebody that he calls himself the fixer <laughs> But everyone needs a fixer. Everybody needs a fixer. But Alan is someone who has just walked into CMC and has made himself at home. And everybody's been so um, welcoming to him. But he has just blended right in. And he's spending a lot of his time. He spends, well, he's spending a lot of his time rounding on our patients. But he also has his palliative care rounds that he makes. But he spends a lot of time with our employees. Um, just having someone to talk to, having some of uh, uh, a friendly face, just someone to to care and just take what you got, just take it from you sometimes. And he will, he allows that. He allows people to just lay it out for him. And he's just really very easy to speak to and talk to and spend time with. So we've been very fortunate to have him here at CMC. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, it's Harley from the CMC Foundation. First, on behalf of the CMC Foundation, we'd like to offer our sincere appreciation for the outpouring of support during our October fundraising events in support of cancer care in our community. It was especially fun to see everyone dressed in their spooky best enjoying the Wicked Crawl for Cancer. The fun for this year is still far from over. Our annual tree, wreath, and centerpiece salon auction is coming soon. This beloved annual event is sure to get you into the holiday spirit. To learn more, visit our website at www.cmcfoundationsc.com events. And now back to the show. Um, so your team is all over the place. And what's also interesting is that you are, I think almost all of you are in the hospital up on the floors with mm -hmm, our patients. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're going by patient rooms to get to your location, which I think gives you such an interesting perspective mm -hmm. that many of us don't have working here in the hospital um, from an administrative perspective. So what, what does that provide you being so close to our patients on any given day? It keeps it, it keeps it real for us. Um, it was a huge difference going from this building because as nurse recruiter, I was in the administrative building, but I am on the back of the medical unit. And when you walk slowly through the hallways, 
um, you you know right away, well, you see who's working on your unit or you see who's working in that unit that day. So that's one thing. But just having that opportunity to talk to those, um, talk to the staff, good morning, good morning, just us walking through there and speaking to the the staff and sharing a little joy with them, I feel like that makes an impact, if nothing else. But it also keeps it in face forward because you see what those you see what our frontline staff deals with every day, and I know on the medical unit. Um, we have patients who are our Alzheimer's patients. We have um, uh, patients who are going through drug withdrawals. There's things, you know, we have tasks every day and we have these goals that we need to accomplish. But being there on the front lines where you're, you're seeing what's happening, it, I never get disconnected from my why. Why am I here? I'm here to make their lives better. Um, where I'm here to bring a smile to somebody. I don't care who it is, but somebody. Um, and I hope that somebody's bringing one to me because you, you know, we feel like, oh, we've got to go deliver a blessing to somebody, but the blessing always comes back in sharing that time with the patient. And that's, that's really one of the main things I love about my job, Nicole, is, is the rounding on the patients and spending time with them. Now, do I get to do that every single day? No, but I wish I did. Um, it's going in there and understanding what it is they need, what it is they want, and really just their story. Just their story and not just even why they're here, but what is it that matters most to you while you're here? And I always leave, when we leave, and I, I think everybody on my team asks this question, is there anybody that has gone over and above beyond for you while you've been here. Now, nine times out of 10, they'll say, oh, everybody's been great. But if they name somebody, always asking them, what was it that they did that meant so much to you? Because that's, those are those behaviors. Those are the things that mean a lot to the people that we're serving. So what are those things? And it's really just seeing them as people, not necessarily as patients, but seeing them, hearing them, and letting them know they're valued and welcome. But I think your department does such a great job at reminding everybody to stay a little more present. But let's talk about you as a director of customer experience. What, what do you love most about this job? And, and what is sometimes challenging about this job? Oh, well. Loaded question. Loaded question. <laughs> well, the, the piece that I do love it is spending time with the patients. Mm -hmm. And um, I can talk all day long. And some, some patient asked, asked me one time, and I can't, I can't remember who it was, and it doesn't even matter. They said, you actually get paid to come and talk <laughs> to people? And I was like, I know. Is that not the best job ever? Um, I, that is one of, the, one of my favorite pieces. But one of the, the pieces that has been a challenge for me in my first, let's just say my first couple of years, okay? And I really should say my third year because the first couple of years we were handed over, you know, emergency staffing for COVID, not, you know. But when I came over into customer experience, I knew about HCAPS and the survey, the patient satisfaction survey. I did not know the weight that it carried. Um, and I did not know all the ins and outs of our press gainy system. Explain those two things a little bit. Okay, so 
HCAP survey is a standardized survey in any hospital facility receiving money through Medicaid and Medicare, Centers for Medicaid and Medicare, must survey their patients with this standardized survey. And there are eight domains of questions, and when I say domains, areas that, you know, communication with nursing, communication with your doctors, communication about medication, um, discharge, transition of care, environment of hospital, and responsiveness of staff. Those are questions that are important no matter where you are in the hospital, no matter what state you're in the hospital, those are the questions that CMS deemed everybody should be doing and focusing on. So now Prescani is our third part. Now it has to be administered through a third party. Prescani is our third party. Mm -hmm. And of course, this third party, they're gonna collect, send, distribute, the, um, distribute the surveys for us, then collect them back, analyze the data, send them to us, you know, and then there's a system that we get access to and you need to learn how to make that system talk to you because there are multiple, multiple reports you can run for departments, strip it down, um, you can get, get as minuscule as you want. And when I first started, Prescani was coming over to a new online system. So I didn't learn the old format, I just, went straight to the new one and um, there was a, a learning curve there but I had those first two years to sort of learn it and I can pull any report I can do anything in the system but what has been the challenge is is when we set our goals to understand when there is a when there is you know where we we go up or we we step down in the valley this month and then we go back up the next month it's why are we doing these things? And there's so much research out there, so much research out there that tells you this, you know, the results from all of these studies as it, it's behavioral. It's, it's our patient's behavior. If they score you one way here, they're gonna score you a different way here. And they don't really match up and make sense. So for example, you come in and you're having a baby, okay? You've had your, um, you've had a relationship with your doctor over the past nine months. And so when you come in to have your baby, your trust level with that provider is up here. And that you sort of transition that trust over to your nursing staff. So care is good. You're not questioning your medications. You're not questioning that care. So you begin to look at the cleanliness of the room. And all of a sudden that becomes more important. So the higher the trust level, the lower those standards, you know. It's interesting, yeah. It's very interesting. And um, another, another piece of that is um, dietary. It can do the same with dietary, but dietary and housekeeping, what's quite interesting for them when things aren't going well on the trust side with the clinical, those two positions that walk into that inpatient room, and I'm talking about the inpatient side at this point, but when you have a housekeeper who's coming in or a um, dietary, host, yeah, yeah. dietary hostess coming in and delivering the food, they're coming in and they're not trying to get anything out of that patient. They're not talking to them as a patient. They're talking to them as a person. And they talk about grandchildren. They talk about um, they talk about vacations. They talk about those ferns on that front porch that you haven't, who's, who's watering them for you, <laughs> that sort of thing. And 
those comments that come in are always talking about the staff that delivers that food and the housekeeping staff. That's where you make those human connections. And, um, and it's just, it's very interesting. So that was, that was something that was not difficult. It was just so overwhelming to me because there's so, so many things you can do. And then you have, not only do you have the raw score, you have all of the comments and the Google reviews. And then when we're rounding, we're hearing comments and we're getting names. And it's just like all this data comes in. So trying to wrap that up and tell the story of what's going on in our hospital. And so this past year, so when you, when you send out the survey, there are global measures that the survey measures. And one is um, rate the hospital, your overall experience, zero to 10. Okay. And then there's the other global measure is your likelihood to recommend the hospital. And so the overall zero to 10 looks at those domains only. That's the only questions that the domains, I mean, that, that question rolls up into the overall nine or 10. And what that does is it looks at those and it says, okay, these are the areas where the hospital should be doing these things. How often did they do them? Okay. Likelihood to recommend. Now, Prescani, in addition to those domain questions, there are other questions that they throw out and they, it, it, very similar, but just difference in the, how the question is written. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, some of them are very similar topics. But those questions roll up into that likelihood to recommend score. So what is interesting is not necessarily were we doing what we were supposed to do and how often did we do it. It's how well did we connect with the patient while we did it. How Join us next week for more with Bridget Johnson. Happier Healthier with Conway Medical Center is brought to you by the CMC Foundation. Learn more at www dot cmcfoundationsc.com.